Hey guys, how are you? Today is Sunday, April 10th. Um, it is sunny outside here in Atlanta, but it is not warm. Um, I am here to do a Q&A podcast. I have some more really good questions, I think, today. And um, I decided that I am going to collaborate with um, a really fun company that I used when I first became an entrepreneur for the next five podcasts. So after this Q&A podcast, I'm going to do a five podcast business series that I'm still sort of thinking through. Um, I have some ideas, but I really want to make this for you and about you. So if you'd like to help me, um, I started a new email address just this morning where you can send me business and career questions, um, entrepreneurship questions, and that um, email address, I'm going to repeat it. So if you're in the car or if you need to scramble for some paper right now, I'll say it twice, but you can always replay this, but I don't think you're going to forget it. Um, that email address is mytaughtyou at gmail.com. So very simple. Send me uh, this if you have uh, questions in a longer format. It will help me. Uh, it will help me keep up with those. So please don't hesitate to send those questions over. I will be monitoring that inbox. If you have like a super long-winded question to keep my attention, I recommend using bullets. So kind of just break it down in bite-sized pieces. If you get like, if it's just one long 40 sentence paragraph, I'm probably not going to read it. So help me help you. Um, other things, simple things. The website is mytaughtyou.com. If you haven't visited my website, I gave the homepage a makeover because I was actually kind of just tired of seeing it. So the homepage has been updated. Um, the where to find me, I've got a lot of speaking engagements coming up this summer. So that is being updated um, weekly almost uh, with where you can find me. I always love seeing you. This past week I was in New York with um, Y. Lori and we did a networking event which was amazing and my good friend Kim was there so it was good to spend some time with him and then I also went to UPenn and spoke um, at the black, it was the black graduate student um, there, women. That was amazing. Uh, and I love seeing everybody. I ha I went from like never going to Philly to going to Philly like twice in a few months. And the way you guys show up for me is just amazing. So to all my Philly girls, thank you. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing you. So you can find me um, by checking out that link on the site. Uh, I've added some new books up to the website and I'm going to continue to add some of those as well. I updated the pinnable quote. So if you like some of the fun quotes, I've got some fun ones for you to print out and put on your vision board as well as like pin them. And of course, we have the journals um, both journals are up I originally was going to like stop having them but I kept feeling like as long as I didn't have them people were just going to write me every day so there is um, definitely a limited quantity I think the first journals are the ones that we have the least of which they're both my favorite I, I love them both so much but um that's all the housekeeping stuff not to bore you to tears uh I've got some fun questions today I always thank you guys for writing me at my ask fm and that's ask.fm backslash my leak teal um but I won't hold you I am drinking my lemon water today I um hosted I live in a really a close tight-knit neighborhood and um 
it was my turn. They nominated me as like the social committee president. So I planned our first outing and we went to, um, I start, we started a dinner club. So I'm the president of the dinner club. So I rented like this sprinter and took everybody to dinner at Boca Lupo in Atlanta. It was good. But let me tell you something about my neighbors. They can definitely, they won't hesitate to, um, open the bottles of wine. So I am drinking a big tall glass of lemon water this morning. Uh, but I had a great time hanging out with my neighbor. So, um, if you, you know, I'm good for stopping for a pause, uh, to get my sip on. So that's, that's what I'm having. Uh, I'm going to take a sip and get into the first question. All right. I have a question. She says, I recently had a review with my account manager. I admit I can tighten up in some areas, but he says something that rubbed me the wrong way. I'm afraid that if I say something, I'll lose my job. He said, if this was done at my last job, you wouldn't have a job. What would you do? Um, so, uh, I went back and I looked at your question and I was like, you, you said that you can tighten up. Um, so that's something that, you know, and I think that, Um, whenever we are analyzing situations, let's just, uh, try our best not to be sensitive and look at the facts. So the facts are you can tighten up. And one thing that I always like to ask myself when I'm being criticized about my work is, am I proud of the work that I'm turning in or am I proud of the work that I'm doing? So are you proud of the work that you're doing? I'm going to just guess no, because you said that you knew that you could afford to tighten up, meaning that you are not doing your best job. Um, so uh, was what he said nice? Was it necessary? No. Was it true? Perhaps. And so I don't want you to get caught up focusing on the wrong things. You are choosing to harp on something that he said that was inappropriate, annoying, but not a lie. Um, If this was done at his last job, you wouldn't have a job. Um, Did you ask him that? No. Did he need to say it? No. Does it matter? But I think you can focus on that or you can focus on doing a better job. So you ask me what I would do. I would do a better job. I don't really get consumed with what um, people say to me or how they choose to communicate these things to me. I just focus on what I'm doing and the work that I'm doing. Um, And if you want to think about it, I mean, you really can just thank him for sharing that information with you, you know, sort of telling you that you could afford to tighten up versus just firing you. Um, A lot of times I have found that um, I cross paths with a lot of young women who don't really understand or realize when they're doing something wrong or don't think that they should give their absolute best at a job until they get paid what they think they deserve. It's like you have to show up and do great work work and then the rewards follow. You don't get rewarded first. Um, So I think that this was an opportunity. He kind of basically put the mirror in your face. It sucked the way it happened, but be glad it happened because now, you know, step it up, stop playing um, and step it up because you do want a job or you do want to have a career and you also just want to be known for doing great work, you know? So that's what I would do. Good luck. Uh, Next question. I have a bachelor's degree, I have interned, I got certified in front-end web design, 
and an online graduate certificate program with an Ivy League, not a master's. I've invested in myself, but after losing my job, I'm only offered assistant roles like admin assistant. Can you advise on how to secure better roles? So when I looked at this, my first thought was like, I don't see anything here speaking to an extensive amount of experience. You know, what kind of experience do you have? If you are trained in front end web design, what does your portfolio look like? What have you done? Um, that is how you are going to secure better roles. All of the things that you just told me sound like qualifications that get you in the door. So you're like, I have invested in myself. You have qualified yourself for jobs. That's what you did. You qualified yourself. You invest in yourself with the things that you get outside of the education. You, it's, it's the things that you learn, the experience that you get. Those are the investments. You qualified yourself. So you are now qualified to get in the door. And where is typically the first place in the door? Um, the desk. Um, and I wouldn't be afraid or ashamed to work on a desk. That's how I started is that I started off as an assistant. Um, you need to take a job in the company that you really want to work for and then work your way up. So that is something that I think that you should think about um, versus this like I've invested in myself. I want a better job because I did. I've done the things to get me in the door. So I hope that helps. All right. This next question is, hi, my leak. I'm struggling with developing authentic, deeper relationships and connections professionally. How do you move from a transactional mindset to really building meaningful, meaningful connections? Um, good question. And this is something that I talked about at this um, power networking event that I did last week in New York with my friend Ken. And we talked about how everybody wants to be so transactional in their networking. Like I'll go places, I'll go to events and I'll have somebody give me their card or their book or whatever it is that they do want to get my information and want to like email me that day, typically asking me for something that for all intents and purposes, I'm not asking for, you know, or I'm not interested in, or I'm not looking for. And it's like, that is not how you network. Um, that is really kind of how you come off as like a user. It's like, you don't want to be the person that's like constantly trying to get something when you don't offer something and giving somebody your free book or your free soap or your free spray does not obligate them to do anything for you, you know? So I would suggest that you stop looking for what you can get out of the relationship and think about what you can offer each person you meet. That's the first way to remove the transaction because how do you think a person feels when somebody, people are always asking them for stuff, you know? Um, something else that I recommended that the young ladies do at the event was put a little place marker to not ask anybody for anything for one year. So if you meet someone that's in a great position or know someone, just 
tell yourself you're not going to make a move or ask a question for a year and use that time to really get to know the person. Use that time to meet up and grab a drink or grab coffee or grab lunch just to talk, just to get to know them, just to find out more about them, find out more about what they do, more about what makes them tick. Um, you can start contacting them, you know, forwarding them articles, things that you think are um, interesting to them, but use the year to develop the relationship and don't ask for anything. It's very easy to do. And that's how you develop authentic, deeper relationships with people. So cut out the email asking every time you meet somebody. It's just not cool. Just try to get to know them, support them, support their events. Um, and then, They'll notice you and it won't seem so thirsty when you're asking. Um, next question. My mouth is so kind of dry. Hi. I wanted to know how you would handle a manager who constantly ignores your complaints about a particular client who has made racist comments towards me and extremely rude comments. I've mentioned it to my manager and he does absolutely nothing. How should I handle this? Thank you. I mean, this is a simple answer for me. It's either leave or deal with it. You can't make somebody care about something. So this is on you. You have to decide to do what you're going to need to do like I think probably some old school advice would be like you know we'll take it up to their manager and all this and that it's just like I hate to say it but people nobody cares like it's unfortunate people are effed up and they do effed up things and you said what you had to say and just like bounce like don't be if you're not going to be in a space where your manager is not you know down for you or making people respect you then that does not sound like the place for you um, and we all know that you can move because you're not a tree. So find something else, find something at a place where you feel respected. Um, next question. There's a conference that I'd really love to attend. I would learn so much from it, but at this time I can't afford it. Should I offer to volunteer? And if so, should I include what I can bring as a volunteer and, or why I want to volunteer? Um, I say yes. Uh, I think that you have to remember that you're going to be working and there's a chance that you won't see any of the conference because what if you have to work the front door and you have to ask yourself, are you okay with that? Um, you can contact them and say what you'd like to do. Maybe you can offer something that's not, that won't have you working at the conference, but maybe you can help them promote it beforehand. Or maybe you can take like detailed notes from the whole conference and then offer them to the people putting on the event for them to pop up on their page or maybe sell them. I don't know, but I think you should always try, you know, all they, all that these people can tell you is no. So I say that you just always try, um, and see what happens. And if you don't do it, then save up and try to go next year. Uh, next question. I've noticed a lot of entrepreneurs and Instagram socialites, I love that term, Instagram socialites, using multi-level marketing programs such as It Works to attain wealth. Do you feel like this is a scam or get rich quick scheme. So I will tell you that I am not familiar with the whole it works thing. I've seen it. Um, I've seen just only one person I think doing it. And I imagine that this is no different than like an Avon or a Stellan dot sort of business where 
you sell something and you get more people on board and all of that stuff. And so um, I don't really know. And I think sometimes when you use the word wealth, um, I think that wealth is in ownership. I'm not saying that you can't become wealthy working for someone because you can. Um, it's all about how you are using that money. But I think what entices people are these like bonuses. I think I've seen like $10,000 bonus, $20,000 bonus. Um, and so I think what it is, is that some people are getting maybe richer. Uh, they're getting richer. Um, but I don't know if they're getting wealthy. And I can be wrong. And so, but I don't, I think like if you're interested in doing something like that and sometimes these sorts of things work better for people, they like having all of it built in for them so they don't have to build anything from scratch. It's an idea. I've seen plenty of people, I think, become successful at things that other people have started. Um, If you're not interested or if you don't love the stuff I think that it will alter your ability to sell so maybe you try these things and if you try it and you like it and you're into it maybe you give it a try um but I don't really know and I think that you just have to try it if you don't like it you found out for yourself you know and I think that's the thing is that people have to do a little bit more work to find out for themselves next question hey my leak I'm a graduate student in a predominantly white university where I am the only person of color in my cohort and department. I go back down and no, I'm sorry. She says I do back down and have received a no on many opportunities, um, scholarships, GA ships and graduate assistantships, I'm assuming. And I have kept going, but the adversity continues and I have no faculty of color to talk to advice. Um, Uh, This is a complex one, um, and I always, as a woman of color who has been the only woman of color in many situations, I just want to, like, send a virtual hug and just, you know, because I know how tough that can be, um, but I want you to consider something. Um, I want you to ask yourself, are you doing the best job? Or are you the best candidate for some of these um, things? Because you said, I do back down. And so I wonder if you had to be honest with me and tell me what else you do. um, Does that um, make you a less viable candidate regardless of color? You know what I mean? And so there's this quote that I thought about when I read this question. And it said from Oprah, because Oprah talks about it all the time, is that excellence is the best deterrent to racism or sexism. When you are the best and the baddest, it's really hard to keep that person down. You know, it's really hard because when you've got the grades and you've got the experience and you're the best, um, it's hard to go unnoticed. And so that is just the question that I would, I am going to ask you. Um, and then I think that you should, uh, seek out someone who's, if they're not at the, you know, not on the faculty, but somebody else of color that's in another space in the school that may be able to assist you or help you or give you some tips on what you can do I just hope that this is not I don't want you to be falling back on this if you um aren't necessarily given it you know the best so something to think about and if you have more um you can 
you can write me more or you can um, send me something to that email I mentioned, which was mytaughtyou at gmail.com. All right. Next question. Hi, my leak. Should I be concerned about a coworker who all of a sudden stopped talking to me about a week ago? She is someone that I've talked to about not only work, but my personal life. Um, I saw this when you sent it to me a couple weeks ago and I was like concerned. I mean, you can be concerned if you want to be, uh, you can ask her why I always think that sometimes when you guys write me and ask me like what you should do, I'm like, ask the person why. Um, and if she still is not going to talk to you when you ask her that maybe I've had situations where I like offended someone or, someone felt like I did something unnecessary or inappropriate professionally and they just stopped talking to me. And I remember this one case specifically where there was a girl that I thought I was pretty cool with. Like we were the same sign. I think our birthdays were pretty close and I really liked her and she didn't like something that I did. And so I pulled her to the side and was like, Hey, I noticed like things have changed between us. What's up? And she was kind of like, I'll talk to you about it later, you know, whatever, whatever. And so I then asked, you know, pulled her to the side the same day and asked again. And that's when she told me that she didn't like the fact that I like went around her to her coworker to get something done. And that's when I said to her, I really want to apologize. Like I was like in some very desperate stages of my um, sort of career and I needed an answer and you weren't responding and I had met the co-worker um at almost around the same time of meeting her and he had given me his card and was like if ever you run into any hiccups give me you know a call and so I did and I didn't you know I wasn't trying to overstep anything I was just trying to be you know the most resourceful person I know how to be uh so some people's feelings get hurt about a multitude of things I remember when I first started working and I was like this one girl just stopped talking to me and it's so funny because she um reached out to me and added me on Facebook recently and I'm really just like girl like you stopped talking to me way back then for whatever reason and I think I was just too busy to even ask her what her problem was um and I'm not about to do like a decade long remix like if we didn't you know whatever stopped you then we don't need to know each other now I'm really okay to keep it moving but I always say consider yourself lucky because you really don't want to get wrapped up in quote unquote friends that don't know how to use their words. That's the thing that I always say sometimes whenever people start being silent um, or even my boo tries to get silent, I'm like, use your words. You know what I'm saying? Use your words. There is not much power in silence. There's not as much power in silence as I think people think it is. Like I used to be the queen of the like silent treatment and the cutoff. And what I realized, um, and this is just a couple years ago is that, when I was doing that, like that, I was not being powerful. You know, I was basically shutting myself up versus using my words and communicating and articulating my feelings and just letting people know how I felt and being okay, you know, with that. And so, um, you have to, you, you, you want to be around people that know how to use their words, you know, and, this is, this is my final point to you about sharing your personal life with your coworker. I do think that it is okay to share some personal things with your work friends, but always consider, you know, them sharing it with someone else because the only secrets are those that never leave your mouth. So 
once you share something with a coworker, with a friend, with whoever, you have to consider it public knowledge. Um, because I, I really don't think it's fair to task people with walking around, you know, holding your deepest, darkest secrets. I mean, some of us do have friends that will go down as vaults, you know, that will hold our stuff. I just don't know if the workplace is the place for that, you know? So it's like, if you've got things that you don't want any, anybody to know, then like professionals are like legally, like they have to not say anything. Um, if you got uh, good girlfriends, maybe you share it with them, significant other. Um, but I just think that you really want to keep in mind what you're sharing with your coworkers and you can share some personal stuff. I share personal things with my coworkers all the time. Um, but I do realize that when I share it, that it's no longer, uh, private, you know, I'm not a big secret person anyway. I'm not into it, but I know some people who are like that. So good luck with that. And, um, write me back. Let me know. Let me know what's up with you and your coworker. Uh, next question. I am a recent PR grad, currently working full-time, but also looking to do freelancing and start a business on the side. I have one current client, but I don't think their product is that great. Should I use it as an experience opportunity or cut business ties because I don't believe in the product? And so my initial thought is that if you have a job and you're like hustling on the side, you should love the thing on the side that you're hustling for. Like that's what it's really all about. And so I'm, I think, I feel like the theme of this podcast is, are you proud of the work you're doing? Are you proud of the work that you're doing if you don't love it? Um, and when you were saying like, should I do it to get experience? I wonder how much experience are you getting? Because in my mind, experience is when you learn how to do something by someone who's already done it. So who's teaching you? You're teaching yourself. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the kind of experience that you need. Um, I could be wrong. And if I am, write me back. But that is my thought on that is that you should love what you're doing on the side. And if you want to get experience, you should go get it from someone or something that's already done it. Uh, and good luck. All right, let's see. A lot of work questions, which is great. There are some, um, the next one is a relationship question, which is, there's a couple relationship questions that I, I was like, oh my God. Okay, but <clears throat> this one says, hello, my leak. I'm working on, I'm working my first post-undergrad job in a field and company I have zero passion for and cannot see myself with long-term. My parents have told me to stick it out and that things will get better, but they haven't, and I'd rather not waste my time or the company's. What are your thoughts? You know, this is a, always a difficult thing because our parents are very vocal in our lives, but who has to live your life, them or you? You have to live your life. And if this is not a place that you want to be, you need to move on. And the downside about, you know, our parents are always like a few generations behind us and they are still operating from what was going on when they were our age and times have changed. People can have jobs that they love. You don't just get a job to get benefits and to get this and get that. Like you, you're going to spend most of your time and life working. You deserve to like it. You know, you deserve to like it. And you really, don't have to explain that to anybody, you know? And so it's just like, 
maybe you don't discuss this with your parents and you only let them know once you've gotten another job, you know, it's like everybody, everybody won't understand something until it's done, you know, it's like, and don't let them deter you. So you tried it, you still don't like it, move on. That's what life is all about. All right. Now, this is when we start getting into these relationship questions, which are concerning me, ladies. So if you are a young, if you are in your 20s, please just listen to me. Um, Like I said, I typically do not like giving relationship advice, uh, but I will. uh, I will because I am concerned. So she says, "Okay, so I've been dating this guy for three months. We've had our breakup moments twice in the three months and he wants to move to the next step and move in together. I don't know why that's the next step. This is, I have gotten this question by lots of people who say that is the next step, but okay. What would you consider an okay time to move in with someone or should I embrace our love and go with it? So first thing I want to know is why the rush? What is the big rush on this? Like you have so much time and I don't think that people understand like when you decide to deep dive into a long-term committed relationship, that's a long ass time. It's a long time. Um, why not continue to date for another year before you even have the next step conversation? So that's something that like, I do is like even if you fall super hard for someone and you spend a lot of time with them it's like why don't we make a pact to not talk about any sort of living together or any sort of anything besides just being together until we hit one year you know we can go through some seasons together and you can get to know and what's happening is these these breakup moments are moments that you guys are getting to know each other um, in different capacities I think that's what those moments do those moments present um, something more that you might that you'll get an opportunity to decide is this something that I can live with is this a deal breaker for me will he or she change you know was this a one-time sort of deal because I do think that sometimes people will something will flare up and then they're like they can change but like you need some time to see all of that and so then you have to ask yourself do you want to move in together with someone you've already almost broken up with you know I used to be guilty of allowing the other person to dictate the flow of the relationship you know it's like well they want to do this so I'm doing this okay and then I I would never ask myself like do I even want to live with you you know do I want this and so I think that you have to remember yourself in the relationship remember you and think about you and what you may want and so when you said should you embrace your love I want you to embrace your intelligence and make decisions based on the facts okay embrace your intelligence wait a bit more and give the relationship time to either progress or or dissolve but relax okay so that is my feeling on that and so this I really don't like to tell you what to do but this is the time that I'm telling you what to do because I'm just like uh uh-uh give us some time please you'll be happier that you did that um I also got another question there was a girl who she messaged me about this like 
three times in a row saying that, and I didn't write this one down, but I do remember it because I think I wrote her back where she was just saying, because um, I was like, I don't think I'm going to get around to answering her question. And she's asked me so many times, but I think she was saying that her and her boyfriend weren't in ideal living situations and I did I'm gonna go and take a look at it on the page so she was saying that her and her boyfriend are not in ideal living situations and she thinks the next step is to move in together and so um I was just like I don't think that that's the that's not it um as you can see I'm looking for it because I really had a good answer um oh my god where is it uh, all right don't kill me but anyway pretty much what I said was if you're if neither of you are in ideal living situations why would you then combine two people who haven't figured out how to independently like live so you th it's just not a, the smartest idea to be like well you're you're doing this over here and I'm doing that so why don't we just combine our lives like I think you should work on being a healthy individual um healthy and bringing bringing being able to care for yourself first because what happens is that when you get together with someone and live with them before you are ready or know how to to support yourself and live on your own when things fall apart it's like the rug being snatched from underneath you because now you've gone for you it's just way too much control and power um that doesn't really need to be given away and so I think that everybody keeps saying the next step the next step you know is the next step to move in and I'm just like the next step is to figure out how to get yourself into an ideal living situation um, and, and that's just how I feel. It's like, you need to make sure that you know how to live alone before you figure out how to, to, to boo up. That's just my opinion. I have another, this is another relationship question that I think all of us have been through. You know, she says, I've been talking to a guy for about six weeks. I was out of town for a week and a half. We text while I was gone. He mentioned working a lot, hit him up on Sunday and he said he was busy working. Haven't heard from him since. Should I try to him, hit him up again or should I call this a wrap? And I'm just like, you already know the answer, right? There are way more ways to get in touch with somebody in 2016 than ever before. So if he wanted to talk with you, meet with you, do whatever with you, he would. And you don't need to call it a wrap, but I really would just look at it for what it is. Someone with other interests or things to do that don't have the same priority that you would perhaps give to him. So um, let's just say you hit him up. Do you really want to be bothered with someone that would leave you hanging for that long? I always say what you accept becomes what you should expect. And it's just like, just do a quick little run a little test on that is that what I really is that what I really want do I really want to be chasing somebody and I don't care I, I don't care what any of these articles say you do not need to be chasing people do not ever chase somebody um you've made yourself available you have reached out uh, you went out of town he clearly has some other things going on get you can need to get some other things going on too and keep it pushing you know it's like whatever um I think this is the last question. Uh, hi, my leak. 
you have such an insightful and consistent social media presence. Why, thank you. Um, how do you keep focused on the day's priorities without falling down the time drain rabbit hole of surfing social media? I feel like this darn phone is holding me back sometimes. Thanks and keep inspiring. Um, I love social media. And so I totally understand how easy it is to like easily fall apart but I think that set some times that you check it so sometimes I check in the morning when I get up like everybody else um and then I put the phone down and I get my stuff done and then sometimes maybe in the afternoon I'll check again for just maybe like five minutes ten minutes and then you know when I come home at night if I have some extra time I'll check it again but you know in order for me um I have an online business. I have to be online. I started my business on social media. I have to be on social media. But more than anything, I really, really enjoy it. Like I love consuming social media, Um, but not to the point that it's going to get me off track. Uh, you're gonna miss a lot of stuff. I miss a lot of stuff. I always crack up when people are like, oh, you saw my Instagram post. I'm like, no, girl, I didn't. Um, I, you know, I'm not on it that hardcore. Um, And I think that a lot of, well, I I made notes. That's what, that's why I'm getting stuck. I think, I don't think people realize how much of my actual life is lived offline. So, you know, I just told you guys that I took my neighbors to dinner last night. It was, um, 10 people, five couples in my neighborhood. We all went to dinner. There weren't any like pictures or anything like that, because even I am working on trying to live life a little bit more. Like sometimes I see people on social media and I start to wonder, like, would they even be doing that if they couldn't share it at all? Like, would you be going to Paris if you couldn't tell people you were going to Paris or you couldn't take a picture in Paris? Like, I'm not even mad at it because, I mean, I think it's so good for people to travel and get out and they are inspiring and encouraging other people because I feel like when you travel you just will never be the same again like what it teaches you sort of like you know I always think you should travel by yourself sometimes travel in groups but when you go somewhere by yourself like how it shows you you if that even makes sense I think is great but like I will be honest with you and tell you that I am working on doing things and not always having to share it I love sharing a lot of times I want you guys to see things but I'm trying to just do better about being in the moment and like being old school about old school about things when we used to just go and hang out with people and like live to tell the story just talked about it the next day um so that's all I have a reminder if you have questions my next five podcasts are going to be business podcasts for you. Um, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, um, I'm even kicking around the idea of interviewing some really um, awesome entrepreneurs. So if you know that there are some people that I know that you want me to talk to, shoot me that in the email. Also my touch you at gmail.com. Um, write me on the ask FM, tweet me, just, you know, do whatever you can to reach out to me so that I can start compiling, um, a really amazing series of podcasts that will be helpful to you. Um, You guys have a good time wherever you are and a good week. Bye.